Fizz. Fizz. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast. I am Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, to give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And if you would like to support this show right here and also get something in return, I've set up a Patreon page where where you can select a small amount to help support the show each month starting at just $1. Depending on the level of support that you choose, you will get things like a shout out on the podcast for you personally, or you could even do your business if you want to do that. You will get healthy recipes and additional educational content that won't be available anywhere else. And you can even get personal coaching time with me and other things too. And it's all laid out for you in detail on patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. That link is also in the show notes. So guess what, friends? Today, I get to say one of my favorite lines again. And that is, nobody ever got their dream body from a treadmill. And I'm going to put a little bit more emphasis on exactly what I mean by that today in covering some myths, benefits, do's and don'ts, all about strength training. There's so much wrong information out there. Plus, with social media, our attention spans tend to be really short. There's also a bit of an informational issue where someone might make a great Instagram post, for example, but maybe you didn't read the entire caption. So you jump to conclusions about what was being said, take it as if it's written in stone, and people put incorrect things into practice this way. And it happens quite a bit. And with my phrase, nobody ever got their dream body from a treadmill, it's not that I'm hating on treadmills at all. They're a great invention. But from all of my many, many years of spending times in gyms, time in gyms, I know the following scenario is very common. Person feels unhappy with their body. Person gets a gym membership. Person then realizes they don't know what to do with the gym. For one reason or another, they don't hire a personal trainer. So they stay in their comfort zone. And the only piece of equipment they can find the confidence to touch is the treadmill or the elliptical machine, or the Stairmaster. I know this happens a lot. It happens to so many people. They'll use the treadmill for an hour each day, but do their bodies change? Not a whole lot, unless they're very, very overweight to begin with, where it will be somewhat easy to sweat off some pounds. And I personally, I don't hate cardio. I'll, I actually really love cardio and I plan to do a whole show on it soon. But the fact of the matter is, if you think about physiques that you have ever admired or bodies that inspire you to want to change your own physique, I'd be willing to bet that they did not end up looking that way because they dedicated an hour each day to the treadmill. Muscle is what gives our bodies shape. 
And (laughs) well, fat gives us shape too, right? But there's a good chance if you've pictured your ideal physique of what you would love your body to look like or a way that you'd love to look, the way that body is probably achieved is through lifting weights or some kind of resistance training. If you're not even familiar with the term resistance training, it's kind of a broader term than weightlifting because weightlifting is one type of resistance training. Another type of resistance training is using weight machines. Another type of resistance training is using resistance bands. So resistance training or strength training are big umbrella terms for movements where you're moving or holding a weighted load of some kind. Sometimes it's also called weight-bearing movement. And these are the types of movements that benefit our bodies as we get older because repeated weighted loads on the body not only build muscle and make us stronger, but it also increases bone density. And depending on how old you are as you're listening, you might or might not care very much right now about bone density, but as you get older, it will become more and more important. And the sooner you start to build bone density through resistance training or weight training or strength training, whatever you want to call it for this purpose, the more it will benefit you as you age. And it's never too late to start. And it's also, it's really exciting for me as a female who has competed in strength sports to see more and more women put more of a focus on being strong rather than just being thin. And being thin doesn't equate health either. Maybe you've heard of the term skinny fat. I shudder when I think about how skinny fat was glorified in the 80s when I was growing up and in my early teens. And what skinny fat is, in case you haven't heard this term before, it's when a person is thin or underweight for their height or what's also called an ectomorphic body type with barely any muscle mass naturally. They can eat a ton of food without gaining weight. Probably can't really do a push-up or can't really do too many of them. And if you take their body fat percentage, it would be relatively high or somewhat similar to that of an overweight person. Now, these types of people can also benefit greatly from strength training because it will set you up for overall health as you age. So it will also it will also give you more strength and probably lower body fat percentage if you incorporate strength training. And I really just wanted to say that because I want to point out that strength training is for all types of people. Everyone should really consider weight training of some kind. If not, you know, even if you have the mindset that you don't care about looking a certain way, but doing it to set yourself up for better health as you age. I want to address a few myths that often accompany the idea of strength training. And one that you might have heard before, and I hear about it all the time, is that you'll get bulky. And this is such a myth that I I hope I live to see the day where this is no longer a thing. Um, If you tend to believe that or if you have that fear, I think I said this on another podcast, I dare you to start training with weights, doing resistance training, strength training, and 
see if you get bulky because if you feel like I'm getting bulky, you can always cut it back. But I have never heard of a single person start weight training and think I am getting too bulky. Let me back off. I've never heard of that happening. So let's dispel that myth right there. Another one is that you can't, well, this is, this is the truth. So the truth is that you also cannot spot reduce body fat. So what does that mean? You can't take like your stomach or your muffin top and get rid of fat from that area. When you burn fat, it comes off just throughout your body in general. But the cool thing about strength training is that you can target areas where you want to increase muscle. Like you can work your legs or your glutes or your triceps. So that's a great reason right there to strength train. Here's another important thing I wanted to point out. And this episode came about because I just thought of all of these little bits and pieces that I just, you know, they're like half truths or misconceptions. Or if you say one word wrong, it means something totally different. So um, that's kind of how this all came about. And another one of those little things that I hear all the time that doesn't always quite come across correctly is um, you cannot turn fat into muscle and you can't turn muscle into fat. Um, I think that kind kind of idea that you can actually turn fat into muscle gets thrown around recklessly. And let's say you work out for a while, you start to, let's say you want to build up your quads. That's the front part of your legs. And you put in a good solid six months, you see those muscles growing and then you stop. And that muscle is not going to turn into fat. The muscle will shrink. And depending on how you're eating or your activity level, there might be some fat cells that decide to take up residence in that area. But you can't actually turn muscle tissue into fat or vice versa. So I wanted to make that point. And another thing is I want to address the concept of Muscle weighs more than fat. This is something that I see people argue or ponder back and forth online. And this is one of those things where it really depends on how you word it. And there are two different ways that you can view it. So muscle tissue is denser than fat, fat, a clump of fat cells by about 20%. So if you have a pound of muscle and a pound of fat, of course, they are both weigh one pound. But let's say you could, you have two people and they both weigh 150 pounds. The person with more muscle who has put in the work to do strength training might look smaller even if they both weigh 150 pounds. That's because muscle is denser than fat. Or you could say Muscle weighs more than fat, but that's where people tend to go wrong with the, how that whole idea works. So I think it's better to just know that muscle is denser than fat. So in case you, in case I lost you there, let me say it one more time. Let's say you have two people. They both weigh 150 pounds. The person with more muscle who's doing strength training might look a couple maybe two or three sizes smaller to the eye because the muscle is denser. It's more compact. So that's another great reason to strength train right there. And really quickly, I want to address the usage of gloves and strength training. Now, 
I see a lot of women and sometimes some men using gloves in the gym. But I have always strongly believed that you should not use gloves in the gym unless you are a super high paid hand model. And that actually used to be my biggest ambition in life because <laughs> probably when I was like 10 or 11 years old, because I hate doing dishes. So, but anyway, that career path didn't work out. So I don't wear gloves in the gym. I don't think anyone should wear gloves in the gym. Um, it it really serves no purpose. Now, I know a lot of people say, but I want my hands to be soft. You can still have soft hands and you're doing yourself a disservice by having those gloves on your hand and gripping dumbbells or barbells, you're not going to get nearly as good of a grip. And you should be pushing yourself to quite a limit when you're strength training so that you can actually build muscle and increase bone density. And if you are actually working hard enough to make it worthwhile, those gloves are going to be in the way of getting a good solid grip in the way that you should. So don't let a little bit of calluses fool you. I like to call them my trophies because I earned my calluses and you can still make them soft. You can take care of them. Just use a nail file and file them down, put some lotion, you'll be fine. So ditch the gloves if you're using any gloves. <laughs> um, here's another little story. And this is something I've run into. I can think of two specific times. If either of these people are listening, <laughs> Sorry, I'm using your example. I won't use any names. This happened twice with two male coworkers. This was years apart. And, you know, they know, you know, me and my fitness lifestyle. And it would randomly come up like, oh, no, I don't, I don't go to the gym. And it kind of went like this. Oh, you know, you don't go to the gym. How come? Why don't you go? Well, I don't go because it makes my neck really thick and my wife doesn't like it. Well, here's the thing. If you're working out and it's making your neck thick, you are straining way too many muscles in your body, which means you are lifting way too heavy of a weight, which means you probably have poor technique, and you're, which also means you're really increasing your chances for injury. So while you do want to push yourself to lift something heavy, you should not be straining every single muscle in your body, including your neck to make that happen. It's important to do it with good form and to do a weight that's sensible for you and your current strength level. So let's go back around to some more benefits of strength training. And as I was just mentioning, risk of injury, if you're overdoing it and not lifting properly, benefits of strength training is you're going to reduce your risk of injury just like Overall, let's say, you know, it's a cold winter day and it's icy out. If you're walking on the ice and you're used to strength training, if you slip, you're probably going to you're going to have less chance of injury. Or um, actually, I was just talking to somebody that I know on Instagram. She is a power lifter. She um, was standing on a corner waiting to cross the street with her family and she got hit by a car and you know, I was asking her, I saw her with a neck brace and everything. And what she told me, she, and I was thinking, already thinking it before she told me is that if she hadn't been strength training, she probably would have been hurt a lot worse. And before I even said that, she said her doctor told her that. So she's very lucky to still be alive. And she has her strength training to thank for that. And that also kind of goes hand in hand with um, strength training is going to give you more improved body mechanics and just how you move throughout space and what we call 
proprioception, which is kind of, which is like your, the spatial awareness that you have with your body and how you move in all directions. Uh, it really gives you a lot more awareness of basic things that are, even if it's just like lifting groceries out of the trunk of the car or something like that. So that's something else to think about. And of course, one big obvious thing is that strength training makes you strong. And I can't speak for everyone, but I'd rather feel strong than feel weak. So that's just an awesome example right there of how strength training can carry you through life with huge benefits. Here's another great story that I thought of. This is another friend, also female power lifter. She's very tiny, but she's very strong. And I'll never forget, she made a Facebook post one time that she went into a grocery store. There was an older woman in the same aisle who was reaching down to pick something off the bottom shelf. And she looked kind of shaky. And as she got down there to the bottom shelf, she fell on the floor and she couldn't get up. And my friend literally scooped her up and helped her back onto her feet. And it was no big deal for her. But her post was that she was so grateful of the awareness it gave her for why she wants to strength train. And again, it just comes back around like the sooner you start, the more it's going to benefit you throughout the decades as you age. And it's not uncommon. I'm sure you've heard it before, but it can be a great stress relief. And there's been some argument on different points of view, whether it should be considered therapy or not. I've always embraced it as a great form of stress relief. And I know many, many other people feel the same way. And also, sometimes in strength training, it's called, you might hear it called functional training. And I won't go down to the nitty gritty details, but functional training, if you ever hear that phrase, is predominantly weight bearing exercises that simulate everyday movements, and they often target core strength. So functional training is like squats and deadlifts that really carry over to real life situations like squats. It makes it, if you do a lot of squats, it's probably easier to pick things up off the floor. And so you can think of things like squats or deadlifts as functional training because it's, it has a good purpose for just going going about your regular day. So whether you're training in a gym or at home, there are so many options of different types of strength training that you can do. Um, just, you know, you can, you want to train different muscle groups on different days. You want to wait at least a day or two between training the same muscle groups. In general, you kind of want to start with the bigger muscle groups on one day and move to the smaller muscle groups. For example, Let's say you're training, let's say you choose to split it up like upper body and lower body. If you start with upper body, you want to kind of do the bigger muscle groups first, such as um, chest, back, shoulders, and then smaller muscle groups like biceps and triceps. And there's so many variations of ways that you can set up strength training. But as long as you're making progress, as long as you're starting somewhere, that is what's most important. Don't get all worried about the technicalities as long as you're starting somewhere, being careful, and just build from there. And I have a link in the show notes with my favorite strength training equipment that you can use at home if you want to take a look at that stuff. But please share this episode with a friend if anyone came to mind while you were listening. And until next time, I hope you will do some strength training because nobody ever got their dream body from a treadmill. 
and stay strong and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.